Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent TED video, Five Ways to Create Stronger Connections. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode. Today, I'll be exploring the recent TED video, Five Ways to Create Stronger Connections. In a tech-obsessed culture, it can be difficult to build genuine relationships with people, especially in the workplace. Robert Refkin shares his tips and tricks for establishing authentic connections on the job. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. So when was the last time that you wrote a handwritten note? It's probably been a while. Technology has changed the way we communicate. We send emails, not letters, text messages, not phone calls. We order delivery instead of cooking dinners in our kitchen, all in the name of efficiency. But here's the point. Technology has made it easier to communicate, but it hasn't made it easier to connect with other human beings. I found that the secret to connecting in the high-tech, fast-paced world that we live in is doing a few small things the old-fashioned way. Are we sacrificing genuine and authentic human connection for efficiency? It's super tempting. We live very busy lives. We're running around, often like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to get from one thing to the next, trying to fit and squeeze everything into the limited amount of time that we have. We're often running ragged, and the thought of taking the time to pause and slow down and genuinely connect with those around us uh, in today's culture almost seems a bit absurd. We tend to idolize efficiency and constantly point out those who are most productive and get the most done. And while productivity is important and we, you know, if we want to have success in life and success in business, we have to be able to accomplish things, but we accomplish things with people. We can't do things alone. And whether we're talking about at home, you know, I have a wife and kids. I, I accomplish things together with my family or in the workplace, I accomplish things with my team. I can't do anything alone. And especially as I go throughout my career, I need a trusted personal advisory board, so to speak, trusted friends, uh, colleagues who I can lean on, who I know will have my back. And you can't efficiently create those types of relationships and sustain them over time. It, it just takes slowing down and connecting in meaningful, genuine ways. So he's going to lay out a few tips on how we might be able to go about doing that. 
write a letter. I've written thousands of handwritten notes, thanking people for advice, thanking them for an interview. It just puts that extra effort to show someone that you really care and that you're willing to go above and beyond. Some advice for writing a thank you letter is to really make it clear to the person that you're writing to the impact that they have had on your life. Talk about something specific. Like, thank you for the advice that you gave me. It's because of the advice you gave me that I am now doing X. People are looking to make a difference. And so if you can show someone that they've really had an impact on the life that you're living, the life you're pursuing, it can have a huge impact. Writing thank you letters is a great idea. Now he's advocating for a handwritten note, a handwritten letter. And I think that's great if, if you can do that, if you want to do that. Sometimes though, just in terms of time frame uh, and logistics, you know, sending a handwritten note in the mail may take longer than you're willing to take to get back to somebody to be able to express gratitude. But the general principle here of never suppressing a kind thought, if you ha have had an interaction with someone who's impacted you in meaningful ways, express that to them, share that with them, be specific, tell them how they impacted your life and how you, they made a difference and do it right away. And a handwritten note's great, but that doesn't always work. And so feel free to pick up the phone and call them or send them a text or an email or just say it to them in person. Uh, I think the general idea here is just be sure to express gratitude often and to make sure that others around you know that you truly, genuinely appreciate all of their efforts to help you and that you are there for them to help them as well. That will help you to build deeper bonds with those around you. Pick up the phone and dial. We've hired thousands of employees and I've personally called every single one of them to welcome them to the Compass family. I'm able to set the tone of, of really what I want the company to be, where you know people go above and beyond to make people feel welcomed and to give people a sense of belonging. And sometimes I call people on their last day of work. When people leave, sometimes they're more transparent than they ever were when they were actually still at the company. And so it's a great opportunity to get the kind of feedback that it's very hard to get otherwise. It's so easy and frankly rather tempting to just send someone a quick text or to send them an email or something like that uh, when you need to touch base with them. Now, the, certainly there are times when that's appropriate and sometimes that's all the time you have. And I'm a believer that it's better to communicate through uh, convenient and, and efficient channels than to not communicate. So if, if the choice is to either not communicate or to send a text, you know, send a text. But it is meaningful to take the time to call the people around you. Pick up the phone and make the call. He talked about calling all the new employees in the organization. And that's that's an incredible commitment considering he's a CEO and he's calling everyone as they come into the company. That gives him a chance to get to know them a little bit. It helps them feel special. It helps them feel connected. He can model for them the sense of belonging and purpose and uh, camaraderie amongst the team. He also talked about calling up people before they leave, when people are willing to be honest and, and really straightforward with what they experience, the good, the bad, the ugly even. Taking the time to have those conversations can bring about a lot of good within your team. It can help you learn a lot. It can help you share and, and uh, reinforce the culture that you want. And it simply shows you, shows others that you care, that you're willing to take the time to go and do that. And whether it's a, a traditional phone call or a quick 
uh, Zoom meeting or Teams meeting or whatever, I, I think that's great. And again, in a virtual world where so many people are working remotely, just picking up that phone call can be awesome. In a physical place, though, feel free to just stop by their office and have a chat in person. That's also just as meaningful because you're taking the time, you're showing them that you're committed to them and helping them to have a good experience at work. Ask interesting and meaningful questions when you get outside of the office. Uh, when I'm traveling the country, every single night, I'll have a dinner with people in the company. And I like to ask questions like, what's your underlying motivation? What's something that happened this week that meant a lot to you? And when you go around the table and people really open up and people are able to engage, it sets a, a different tone. When people come back to the office, they can see each other and they know each other in a deeper way. excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Asking meaningful and interesting questions is always a great way to break down some barriers, break down resistance, and to meaningfully and genuinely connect with those around you. There's no agenda. You're not seeking out particular answers. You just want to get to know the person. Imagine when you're on a date and the person that you're with is simply jabbering the entire time and how that feels. Now, in contrast, think about when you're on a date and the other person is asking you questions, thoughtful questions. They really care about getting to know you, understanding what makes you tick, what your motivations are, what you enjoy. It's the same thing at, at work. It's the same thing after hours. You go catch a drink, uh, go to a show, do something social with your colleagues after work. Connect with them in genuine ways, just like you would friends. And in fact, that's how you develop friendships. That's how you develop those meaningful relationships. And then that transfers back into the workplace where you have a deeper connection and you know you can trust them. You know a little bit more about them. They know a little bit more about you in turn. And it's the foundation for developing a meaningful work relationship and friendship. Answer questions with honesty. Now, you know how it feels when you go into an elevator and someone says, how was your weekend? It could have been like the best weekend ever. You could have met the love of your life, the person you want to marry. And you would say, good. How was yours? If you want to connect with people, then you have to open up. I'm not always that good at it. And I imagine most people aren't. But that's why being open stands out so much because most people aren't. It's really important for you to be open 
and transparent when you're trying to connect with other people. So when people ask you a question, give them an honest answer. Now we have to avoid the temptation of oversharing, and that's something I'm often guilty of because I, I try to be vulnerable. I try to be open and transparent. Somebody, someone asks me something, and I am willing to, to share with them. And sometimes, unwittingly, I can place too much burden on them because I overshare. So, you know, we need to be careful of that. But the other side of the, the spectrum is that you just say, oh, great, everything's good, how are you? And then it becomes a meaningless, um, casual encounter that, you know, it's, it's nice to say hi to people and it's nice to ask them about their weekend, but it's not real meaningful connection. So if you want to get past that, then you have to ask thoughtful, meaningful questions to others, and then you have to respond to them in authentic, vulnerable, sometimes ways so that they know that you're trusting them. When you, when you show a little bit of trust and vulnerability towards others, they tend to return that trust to you. And over time, you develop deeper and deeper trust in each other. That's where meaningful connections happen and the foundation upon which they're built. Turn the video on. I would always recommend a video conference over a phone call because that's when you can see the real personality come out. When you're on video, you're forced to be present. It's almost a, a forcing mechanism to be in the moment. This one's an interesting suggestion. I mean, generally speaking, I would agree. I think having video on allows you to connect with people in ways that you can't over just a phone call. Certainly better than you can do over an email or a text. Now, the best of all worlds is you're in person. You get to interact with the person uh, live, and you're sitting across the table from them or in a chair next to them. And you can have a meaningful dialogue with all of the body language and facial expressions, tone of voice, everything uh, that they can pick up on the cues, and you can just connect in more deep and meaningful ways. Now, in, in a more distributed and virtual workforce, that's not always an option. And so, of course, then we're talking about the organization Slack channel, or you're talking about the emails, or you're talking about uh, phone calls or video conferences. If you're video conferencing with people, generally, I would say, yeah, keep your, your video on. That's not always possible, and sometimes you're in big, in big meetings, and it's more of an informational meeting. In that kind of a setting, you might, you might choose to just have everyone have their video off. There's probably no real reason for everyone to have their video on because you're not really interacting with people all that much. They're there to just get information. But if you're doing one-on-ones, you're doing uh, performance sessions or feedback or mentoring or coaching or any of those more interpersonal, more one-on-one -on -one or small group types of uh, interactions, then having cameras on can help at least somewhat make up for the fact that you're not there in person you can at least see facial expressions and a little bit of body language that can help. And it just allows you to, to see the other person and, and even virtually to be with them. And when we see another person, even when we're having difficult conversations, it can be easier to get past the frustrations, the challenges, the uncertainty, and the, the uh, discomfort uh, to get to a place where again, through vulnerability, we can develop trust and learn to lean on each other. Nobody succeeds alone. The more you can take time to develop genuine, authentic relationships, the more you're gonna be able to realize your dreams because you're gonna be able to take big risks and know that there's gonna be a network of people out there to cheer you on and to support your efforts. Nobody succeeds alone. That is the number one message from 
this TED video. It's the number one message from this podcast episode today. I hope that you really take the time to stop and think about that, to self-reflect on your relationships at work. You're trying to grow. You're trying to develop. You're trying to uh, get new opportunities in your career, and you can't do it alone. Uh, we need to lean on other people. We need to develop meaningful, authentic, vulnerable relationships built upon foundations of trust with people in our teams. And we can create those informal personal advisory boards of, of trusted colleagues, trusted friends, uh, who together throughout our careers, we can be there to support each other. As we have that support, we lean on each other, we can accomplish much greater uh, things. We, we can surpass our own individual potential because we're we're having synergies and and connecting with other people he laid out five different tips for how we can go about connecting more in authentic ways with those around us those are just five there are many other things we can do the bottom line is we need to focus on those connections we need to not allow the siren call of efficiencies and productivity and the use of technology to take us away from authentic, meaningful, genuine human interactions where we can develop those relationships over time. It does take time. It does take effort. It doesn't happen magically unless we're committed to it and invest in developing relationships with other people. It won't happen. So commit today to take the time to focus on developing relationships with your colleagues. And you don't have to go all in immediately. And again, like I said earlier, you know, avoid the temptation of oversharing and you don't want to be emotionally burdensome on other people, but, uh, in measured ways, being vulnerable and authentic with those around you gives them permission to do the same and to connect with you. That's how we start to develop friendships. That's how we start to develop meaningful relationships with our colleagues. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the human capital innovations podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you have a great week. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine 
with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.